0: Good morning. How's it going? World Hockey Report live with Cody Jansen. Coming to you this morning on the 12-ounce Sports Radio Network. Nice little Monday out there for you. It wasn't the craziest weekend in sports. I mean, I guess if you're a football fan, you probably thought so. Saturday, busy in the hockey world. A couple of good bets from the boy Janner. Hit those out. Hey, today's show brought to you by Seat Giant, of course, when you're looking to buy tickets, you got to go to seatgiant.ca, Canadian currency all for you. Use the promo code 12 Sports, and they'll save some money. you'll save some money on your next ticket and buying purchase at seatgiant.ca promo code 12 Sports Today on World Hockey Report Live, the Oilers, they finished off before the break buzzing. Absolutely ran over Arizona. It was an afternoon game. I told you to hammer the punk line. And what happens? Well, it works out well for you. You can thank me later. Uh, Patty Kane, he hit 1,000 points. Youngest American to do so yesterday against Winnipeg. Pretty cool moment there. If you haven't seen the video, go check it out at World Honky RPT on Twitter. We'll talk a little all star game, a little preview, kind of what I look forward to, what I don't look forward to. And then, hey, we got a guest. Zach Medeiros is going to join us, CFL, kicker, punter, and he's going to talk. He's a big hockey guy, he is, you'll be shocked. What's wrong with the Flyers and some Leaf talk as well? Maybe I'll ask him about the NFL, maybe we'll see who he thinks is going to win the Super Bowl, if anyone actually watches that or cares. I mean, I'll probably tune in because what else really am I going to watch on that day? But in general, meh. It's just the Super Bowl, right? Not the Stanley Cup. Hey, let's uh, let's go talk about the Oilers because I didn't get to talk about that win against Arizona. And I really saw that one coming. And I, I think that just speaks volumes to how this Oiler team plays. They look great on an afternoon game where... Everyone kind of expected it. I, I just think that the Oilers knew that they had a chance to take advantage of a team that was beat up. You get to with his first game back. He looked terrible. Five goals on ten shots. That won't win you too many hockey games. And so it, it was just kind of one of those writing on the wall games where, yeah, the Oilers really needed that one. But also, it it, it was kind of a cakewalk. Let's be realistic here. Seven three. They didn't really face much adversity. But that's how you want to go out into the break. You want a nice feel good win. No one's too banged up. Mike Smith, easy performance in net. Well, three on thirty. Whatever. Nine hundred save percentage for him. It usually doesn't happen. He's usually a nine fifty or an eight fifty goaltender. But still. But still, the Oilers, they were buzzing, and that's what matters. Arizona's not a bad hockey team. They aren't. They really aren't. But they're banged up yet again. I swear every year, I don't know what it is in Glendale, or what's happening at the Healer River, but somehow, that team just finds a way to get banged up every single season. And it's a shame, because... They, they look solid for the majority of the year. Then all of a sudden, boom. Injuries just crushed them. Sheehan had four points. Archibald with three. Then McDavid had a pair of goals. Dreisaitl had two assists. That's probably one of your highlights as well with just getting secondary scoring. Something that Edmonton really hasn't had or at least hasn't had to brag about this season it comes in little spurts it it does but for the most part they're relying on mcdavid they're relying on dry Seidel, especially when games get tough and that's something you you probably can't have but also you don't want to have to rely on those guys in a 7-3 throbbing of arizona because if that's what you're relying on, well, when those games get tough, there's just no chance. No chance your bottom six is going to be able to help out. So the Oilers head into the break with a couple of wins. They double up to Preds 4-2. They beat Arizona 7-3. And they get the Flames. Right when they come back, it is a week and a half, I guess. Kind of from today. Next Wednesday, the 29th, they get Calgary looking for some revenge. They dropped the last one, 4-3. One before that, 5-1. So down 2 nothing in that season series against Calgary. I think the only reason people are really going to tune in, no one even cares about the score. It all comes down to Cassian and Kachuk. Now, everyone's had their opinions on it. Even Ryan Kessler chimed in. And I don't think. I think everyone is almost taking it out of proportion to the point where I don't think even Kachuks is saying what Cassian did's bad. I don't think anyone's saying that. I haven't heard someone go, oh, what Cassian did's horrible. Like no, it's the the only people are like the NHL that suspended them, which I mean it it's unnecessary. I mean, I see if they're trying to take it out of the game, sure, but yet again, if that's the excuse, then then you probably want to look at the Kachuk hits. You probably want to give them something for that. I think a fine would have been good, but the NHLs they're they they're scared to hand out fines. They really are, and I I think you really have to hit someone in the pocketbook. If you want to stop him, because two games to Zach Cassian's is absolutely nothing. Fine him fifty grand. You know what? If someone does something real stupid, fine him a hundred grand. I don't care. I'm all for that. Honestly, hit someone in the pocketbook. Do it percentage wise. I mean, I think like Finland does their speeding tickets and stuff like that. Do it percentage wise. What's your yearly salary? You want to do something real stupid? That'll cost you 20% of your yearly salary. That'll smarten you up pretty damn quick. Something for the NHL to probably think about. Hey, it's, it's a way that you can hold people accountable because, you know, $5,000 to Sidney Crosby is a lot different than to Kyler Yamamoto. Tell you that for free. Not that hard. But the NHL, still, I, I, I really don't think. They have player safety at the top of their mind because for Cassian to be the one suspended there and for him to get two games even, it's such a weird situation that you really don't see that often and it's because the NHL shouldn't want it in their game, I guess. I think there's a little bit that they wanted in for the excitement. But now they're going out of their way. Oh, Peros is going to be in attendance. Oh, Peros has talked to both of these teams. The NHL said they don't want anything extra the next time they meet. Well, what do you expect? It's hockey. I mean, all these guys are hockey players. It's the most intense sport in the world for a reason. And now you're going to be like, oh, they shouldn't be doing anything stupid. Because George Peros, the guy who just handed out a two-game suspension... For a very minimal incident, and let alone two borderline dirty hits, go? I don't know. I mean, doesn't even matter what side of the fence you fall on when it comes to Kachuk like, hits. If the NHL didn't want it, they would have put a stop to it. But they're fine with it. They're fine with, you know, having players at risk. It is. It's a dirty hit in a sense of guys coming... High to low, and yes, Cassian has a defender on him, he's a little bit occupied, but you still have to have your head up to a certain degree. You still gotta play the game, you can't just put your head down and bury it, because you got a defender on you, and you can't stick handle that well. Got the video highlights coming up here of Shapovalov just absolutely tossing around his racket at the Australian Open. Kids of beauty. Good Canadian tennis star. Gretzky loves him. Sticking with hockey, though. I mean, for the Oilers, what's a reasonable finish for them now? Where can you say already? The Oilers' season has been good up to this point, but if, but if, they are to finish in this spot it will be a successful year will people be seeing that if the oilers just grab a wild card spot i really wonder cuz if you get a wild card spot and you lose everyone's calling you the minnesota wild and like oh well you should just bomb tank got a better draft pick if you win a wild card spot and win the first round, everyone's going. Oh, we sh- we should have had a better spot. We just didn't have a regular season. Let a few games drop away. I mean, it's the same kit and caboodle every single year. But here's the thing: Edmonton and Calgary are sitting tied with fifty-seven points right now, good for second and third in the Pacific. Is it reasonable to say that Edmonton could finish second place? In the Pacific Division? Vegas and Arizona are sliding. They're both 500 in their last 10. Flames are 6-4. and four. The Oilers are 6-3-1. and one. And Vancouver is the hottest team right now. It's 7-3. and three. Who's going to catch them? In the Pacific, I, I mean, Vegas has a hope. But the way they're playing right now, I don't like their chances. Arizona's too banged up. They're a wildcard team at best right now. Then after that, San Jose, write them off. Anaheim, write them off. LA, write them off. So it's very likely that three Canadian teams could finish top in the Pacific. Ooh, I just saw that Latang elbow on Marchand. Yep, that got a little bit high. But hey, you play on the edge. Expect to take a few of those. That was a great game yesterday, by the way. That Pittsburgh-Boston one. Bunch of goals. Who doesn't love to see that? Pittsburgh, they're good. That's just a team you can never sleep on. That Malkin pass behind the net to Russ, too, for the game winner. Nasty. Pittsburgh's going. Pittsburgh... I'm not going to say Matt Murray's your answer. But if they get decent goaltending, you can't count them out. You really can't. That getting swept in the playoffs last year is such a fluke, such a weird thing that you just get paired up against the aisles. And it's just an arch nemesis team, a team that you can't beat, teams that's got you figured out, a team that plays the style that you hate. And that's what happened for Pittsburgh. They got stuck playing that. They can play your Boston. They can play your Washington teams. They can do all that. But hey, maybe the Isles are just their arch nemesis. Look at that a few games from yesterday as well. Grab some scores for you here. It is Monday morning. Pens over the Bruins 4 3. Hurricanes beat the Islanders 2 1 in a shootout. Columbus over the Rangers. as well. Then it was the Blackhawks beating the Jets 5-2. A lot of people were taking the over in some of these games. And I I see why. When everyone's like, oh, you know, almost the end. Kind of almost all-star break. Teams are going to be letting loose a little bit. No. These guys just have it locked down. I think everyone's playing a little bit more defensive. Because no one wants to get hurt. So maybe no one's buzzing up top. Everyone's just, they're calm. They want to get into the all-star break, injury-free, go enjoy combo. All the great parts about being an NHL player. How about Columbus's goaltending, though? That Elvis kid. They dished off Sergei Bobrovsky. And they are so happy that they did so. I've been talking with multiple people about this. And honestly, the one thing I keep bringing up. John Tortorella. He's got these players playing his system. Where it doesn't matter if you've got Sergei Bobrovsky in that. Or Elvis Merzinglis. I probably just butchered that name. I don't even know it's Latvian. I don't even know if Latvians have their own language. But yet again. That's what Columbus is proving is that they play well enough responsibly. Yes, they're gonna need a couple of big saves. Every every team does. The Blues needed Bennington to make some big saves. The Caps needed Holpi to make some big saves. That's just how it is. But as long as everyone's buying in, they're on the same page and they're being responsible defensively, you're gonna you're gonna have a chance to win. Who would have thought Columbus would have been, I, they might even be in a wildcard spot right now. I believe they are with Carolina. But who would have thought that they would be in this position from losing... yeah, it's Cat's Bone. Bobrovsky, Duchenne, Panarin. I'm sure I'm missing a few here. Just drawing a blank, getting the signal for commercial. We'll go there. We'll take a break when we come back. Come on, a lot more. Patty Keane hits 1,000 points. That's an impressive feat, to say the last. We're going to talk about that and All Star Game preview. Thrill so we'll Talky Report live coming down the 12 Ounce Sports Radio Network.
1: Size pass. Gordon with a wrist shock. closes, plays it. He's going to go for the net. All the way down. Is he done it? Unbelievable. I can't believe it. Taron Kozen scores the goalie goal to make it 3-0. I have seen it all now, Riley.
0: Got to give a quick shout-out there. Taryn Kozen scores for the U of S Huskies, finishes the weekend pair shoutouts shout-outs and a goal. Is that good? Is that good for a goalie? Wow. Incredible. Thought that was pretty cool. The video's up on World Hockey Report's Twitter at WorldHockeyRPT. How's it going? World Hockey Report live on this Monday morning, January 20th. It's a great day to be a hockey fan, isn't it? And of course, there is a couple of games. So, if you want to place some money down on those, you got to go check out mybookie.ag. Use promo code 120 OZ Sports for a deposit match of up to $1,000. That's mybookie.ag. Bet my bookie. the place to go. The best lines. You know, I'm going to have some odds for you. Those will be coming up because I got two really good picks. I think you're going to want to cash these tickets, but you got to go sign up right away, right now. Right now, aj Use promo code OZ sports. They're going to match your deposit up to $1,000. Tonight in the NHL. Channel, you got Colorado and Detroit, Minnesota, and Florida. I'm going to give you two parlays in about 10 minutes' time. You don't want to miss that. First, are got to talk about Patty Keene, though. .1,000 for the big man. Is he the best American scorer of all time? He's got to be up there, right? He's just, he, he's so good. And last night, I thought this was incredible. Kept in by Gustafson. Here's Kane. Now
1: stands for a thousand.
0: I just thought it was so cool i i mean i think adam even pointed it out on twitter but just with the whole team coming off the bench they all knew what was at stake they all knew what was going on and so i, I thought that was pretty special pretty cool to see as hey i mean let's be realistic most guys do not get anywhere close to that point point. 1000 points to think about it is absolutely insane and I think the whole Patrick Keene thing gets a little bit overlooked because of all the early success he had in his career. And I, I just think that people it's not almost disrespecting him, but people don't realize how good he is. Patrick Keene is one of the best any of all time. He is in that talk. He's the fastest American to ever get to 1,000 points. Think about that. Say that out loud, and then try saying he's not one of the best NHLers. Multiple rings, an absolute weapon on the ice. And if you want to bring up his off-ice stuff, whatever. That doesn't affect what he's done in the NHL for the NHL. That's your own opinion on his life Has he done some stupid things? I'm sure he has. Hasn't everyone, though? I mean, come on. Young, loaded, multiple cups. Not that that's a reason to do anything stupid, but you can see where things might have taken a left turn when they should have gone right. It happens. I don't think anyone's going to fault him for it. But I got to say, I honestly do think Kane is one of the best players Of our generation. He has to be. He has to be put up there. He is so dominant in so many different things. Where I mean aside from Crosby. I would say no one has a better backhand. In the NHL right now. Than Patrick Kane. Who else? Who who would have a better backhand. Than Patrick Kane right now. I don't think anyone. Better hands. He's right up there with the best. He's right up there with the Crosbys and McDavids of the game. 100%. I mean, all it comes down to is... I know everyone doesn't like to like look at the Olympics as this huge prestigious event when really it's the biggest thing there is. The Olympics is just... it's stupid. But 2014, USA-Russia comes down to a shootout Who is the golden boy? Who do they keep coming back to? Patrick Kane. Lined up against one of the best goaltenders of the world in Sergei Bobrovsky. And what does Kane do? He embarrasses him multiple times on the big stage. There's no pressure. Nothing's stopping him. He's got great hands. He's got great finish. And it's not even a surprise that he hit 1,000 points. He's just an incredible player. Straight up about that. Let's talk a little all star game now. Cause Friday is a skills competition. Do, do people still watch that? I don't know. I like the all star game. I like a few things that they're doing. But did do, do, do they. Oh man. Not one of those things like do, do they need to like pump the brakes on it a little bit? I get it. It's fun for fans. But taking a look at the rosters, I don't know, I I think it's just, maybe it's since, I mean, you grow up a little bit. I I would love to know a kid's perspective on the All-Star, and and a knowledgeable kid. Not some kid picking his nose with a Lego. I want to know, like, are, are kids saying, hey, you know, they're bugging their parents for tickets. Are people in St. Louis absolutely stoked For the All Star game. The actual game's on the 25th, I do believe. So that's Saturday in St. Louis. Here's a few. I I wanted to to go over the rosters a little bit. In the Atlantic, well, Tukarask will not be there. Chose not to play. I get it. Take the break, whatever. You get what, eight days, nine days off? I would not fault anyone for taking the option there. So, on the net you got Andre Vasilevsky, Freddie Anderson. This is Freddie's first appearance. And I seen a tweet, I can't even verify it. A little bit of a mush there. This is Freddie's lowest save percentage or worst statistical year. And it's his first appearance. In the All-Star Game, on the back end you got Shea Weber, Victor Hedman. Up front you got Matthews, Marner, Huberdeau, Eichel, Duclair, Bertuzzi, and Pasternak. No Barkov. I guess Toronto probably has a few more votes. That's awesome. Now you get to watch Tyler Bertuzzi and Anthony Duclair over Barkov. Who <laughs> wouldn't want to watch that? Metro, you got captain Chris Letang from Pittsburgh. This is his sixth all-star appearance. Pretty impressive there. You got Barzell, Heischer, Konechny, Oshie, Panarin, Carlson. Slavin's on the back end. Save's so Jones. In net, you got Holtby and Jari. Ovi chooses not to play um, Reported injuries are For Gensel, Palmieri, Hamilton And Corpus Salo Ovi also Takes the option I get it, he's a little bit later in his career He's got a lot bigger things to think about Beating Gretzky's goal record That's huge I mean, I honestly, I would love For him to see, or do that Back to back hat tricks What do you have, like 9 goals or 8 goals In 3 games, guy's on another level He's so good just one of the greatest goal scorers, if not the greatest goal scorer ever to play the game. And the reason I would call him the greatest ever goal scorer is due to the fact that he's shooting on the best goaltenders ever to play the game. Simple as that. Central Division, you got McKinnon as your captain, Kane, O'Reilly, Perron, Scheifele, Sega, and Stahl on the back end, Yossi, Petrangelo, Bennington, and Hellbuck are your net miners. Pretty cool for Jordan Bennington, St. Louis guy. Gets in his first All-Star game at home. He's got a ring. Pretty cool. McDavid is the captain of the Pacific. Fourth appearance for him. Uh, Dreisaitl, Hurdle, Kopitar, Pacioretty, Peterson, Kachuk, Giordano, Hughes, Markstrom, and Riddick are your goaltenders. A lot of firsts in this Pacific. You got Hurdle, his first time. Pacioretty, Matthew Kachuk, Quinn Hughes, Yakub Markstrom, David Riddick. And the only one who chose not to play? Marc-Andre Fleury. Camper Couture and Silverberg are all hurt. I don't want to give you... I mean, I don't know if I'm able to even... Maybe we'll save it for Friday. My predictions on some of the winners. But here's the events that I actually look forward to. I hate the whole stick handling. Like, what do they even... It's like a relay now. It's stupid. Fastest skater... I don't mind it, but I don't put it up there with anything. Hardest shot, love it. Love that. Injected into me. And then when they got to hit the four targets. Those two, I'm all for. All in on those two for skills competition and the shootout. But the shootout is stupid if it's trying to go for these fancy tricks. No, I want to see these guys score. That's what I want to see. I get it. The goalies want to have fun. They want to be funny. I don't care. I just want to see goalies diving all over the place, making ridiculous saves and players showcasing how skilled they actually are. That is all I want to see out of the All-Star game. Quickly, I told you it was coming in 10 minutes, so we are going to get to it. A couple of Jander bets for tonight. NHL, there's two games. So you got Colorado and Detroit. Colorado unbelievable favorites here. They are minus one and a half. or On the puck line, they're minus 170. Minnesota's actually the underdog at home against Florida. And Florida's good, but the Wild have been playing ridiculous. So here's a bet for you. Wild, money line, minus 105. For Colorado, just trying to pull up the extended spread here. The Avs to win by two. Exactly by two. Plus 450. That's one you probably want to hammer. Because if you go to win by three, it's plus 400. Win by one, it's plus 280. I like win by two. I do. I think it's a fair number just because you're going into the All-Star break. I don't think they're going to want to embarrass them. I think they're going to have a fairly easy night with the way that they've been playing. But two goals is a very safe spread and at plus 450 right there. That's got to be your prop of the day. I mean, come on. You're not going to find better lines than that. MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code 12 Sports and you're going to save money on your next Ticket buying purchase. As well, if you want to parlay a couple. I did say Minnesota on the money line. I'm going to stick with that one. Go Minnesota and Colorado. Nice little parlay for you there. Probably get 2-1 to odds. I think it's possible. I just don't see Florida having a a strong finish. Before the All-Star break. They're checked out. Minnesota's rolling. It's World Hockey Report Live. When we come back, Zach Medeiros joins us to talk some hockey. Coming to on the 12-Ounce Sports Radio Network. World Hockey Report Live. Coming to you on the 12-Ounce Sports Radio Network. Interview of the day brought to you by Seat Giant. Use the promo code 120 Sports. You'll save money on your next ticket-buying purchase. Join now on the phone at Zach Medeiros, CFL punter, you know from the Toronto Argonauts. Coming on We'll talk a little football later on, but we've got to talk hockey as well. Zach, how's it going on this Monday morning?
1: Oh, I'm doing great, man. I thought maybe you were going to throw a little shout out there. That was actually drafted by Edmonton, which would have been fitting.
0: That's but, one of the uh... questions. That's one of my questions. I mean, I might as well ask it right now. How happy are you that you don't have to live in the land of minus 45?
1: Oh, Yeah. Uh-huh. Definitely not uh, happy about that. Honestly, I never made it that far. I, I, I didn't live in the offseason. It was at all, so I never had to experience that weather. Certainly, I've been there in the cooler months where we you know, play games in late October. So it's definitely not fun. Um, definitely not missing out at all.
0: Oh, man. It is something else. I think last week it was minus 45 for about four straight days. I don't blame uh, anyone for not wanting oh, to yeah, live yeah, up helps. here. I mean, as I'm much as I'm a hockey point. guy, too, I just couldn't do it. Okay, we gotta talk. I mean, you're a big Flyers guy too, and so you're you, you're kind of you said you've been a Flyers fan for a while. Why Philly? Why? Why exactly did you jump on? Well, it's not even a bandwagon. I mean, Philly fans are, are, are some of the most passionate ones out there.
1: Hard to come by. Yeah, they are certainly. Um, you know what? It kind of comes down to my dad. I, I was kind of born into it, raised into it. Had um, a had a very young age. Actually, I, I started as a leash fan. Shocker. Um, And then shortly after, I saw how passionate my dad was with the Flyers. And every time we watched hockey, it was just just hard to root against him, right? So I think he just kind of won me over in that regard. And I had to make a choice as a kid. Either, you know, I had to either join forces with my mom, who was a big Cavs fan, or my dad, who was a Flyers fan. And my dad won me over, won me over early with Eric Lindrop. So that's kind of how that happened.
0: The big Lind. Oh, that's awesome. That's uh that's pretty cool to hear just, you know, how how even, you know, being a, a different athlete or a pro athlete, you know, you follow another sport. I, I know for myself playing hockey, I, I kind of got into following lacrosse even though I, I didn't really play it or anything, but um getting more in depth with the Flyers right now. They're they're a team that's sitting on the outside looking in. I mean, what's up with them? This is a team where I know they're facing a few injuries, and I, I really thought that this was going to be their year to kind of open the floodgates and make an actual push. But what do you seeing from your end? Well, and
1: they and they very well still can. I mean, you, you look at the match right now; it's a very tough division, right? So, I mean, it seems like in, in years past, like the issues with the Flyers have always been their their back end and goaltending has always been number one. They need to get that sorted out. And this year, it seems like they have. I mean, I'm obviously not a fan of how things went down last year when they set an NHL record of trusting eight goaltenders, but, you know, they, they are playing Carter Hart. And yes, it was very young that they, they took a bit bit from the pipes, but it worked out well, right? And he's been a blessing in disguise for them ever since he's been in there. Um, he's been their, their number one. Uh, at home, again, they, they've been phenomenal. It's just on the road, right? And, yes, they have bowed through some injuries, but so has Pittsburgh, so is Boston, so these other teams that have, have been there before. So I don't want to make excuses from that, but I would say since 2012, the last time that they, they won a playoff series, this is probably one of the better rosters that they've assembled. And, you know, Chuck Fletcher addressed almost every issue going into the offseason this year. So excuses are, are you're, in, you're, you're spot on, you know. Excuses are starting to run low. They have a great roster, and even though they are doing well right now, all things considered, they, have, they need to do better. You're right. They, you know, you look at teams like Pittsburgh, you look at teams like New York Islanders, they're finding ways to kind of separate themselves from their, the rest of the competition. Now the Flyers find themselves so just kind of hanging out for, you know, dear life with Florida now, and Columbus is just really shut up in the, in the standing. So after this all-star break, they really need to start making a run, but it starts on the road right? The goaltending has to be way better on the road. They, they, they can't afford to get up to, to these slow starts. Otherwise, they, they don't belong to be in the, the
0: postseason. They are the second best home team in the Eastern Conference. I, I looked that up the other day. They only got four losses in regulation at home. That's just wild to think about. But what's your thoughts? I mean, they add Hayes and Niskanen in the offseason. What's your thoughts on those two and their play uh, throughout the first half? Steady, uh,
1: Yeah, no. Niskanen's been great for them. Um, again, he's and steady for the, the entire course of the year. I mean, he's not a point machine per se, but he does his job. He's consistent every night, which consistency is something players haven't really had on their back end for a very long time, especially in that second pairing uh, defensive core there. Um, Kevin Hayes. I mean, you know what? A bit of an overpayment at $7 million per year, but when you look at what he does, this guy's a Swiss Army knife. I mean, he does it all. He can jump from first to third line center. It doesn't really affect him. His linemen seem to love him. And he's great right on, the, on the penalty kill. I mean, I, I think he has two or three goals on, on the PK, on uh, special team shorthanded. And, uh, you know, when he's not doing that, he has a bit a bit of skill, a bit of flair in there as well. So I think it's a great pickup. It is a bit more payment, but overall, I like the season
0: he's had so far. That's very fair. That's I, I mean, I think one of the biggest things about Hayes is his leadership qualities, and everyone talks about how good of a room guy he is. So obviously some benefits there. I'm going to put you on the spot, though. Do they make the playoffs right now?
1: Yes, they make the playoffs. You know why at this point, I think it's going to be as a wild card. Just because of how tough the Metro is this year, it's been out Because, you, you know, you look at other uh, divisions, they, they, they slide right in there and, you know, maybe even get home ice. But I, you can say you make that case for a lot of teams in the Metro this year. But, uh, yes, I say that they, they make the first or second wild
0: card spot this year. I like Philly if they get in. I, I like them to get hot at the right time. And, I mean, who knows? Who knows what can happen, as you said, in the East. Well, you,
1: you know as well, too, right? I mean, whether you're, you know, you look at Columbus last or they're the 8th seed, and we all know as hockey fans, all you need to do is make the dance. And once you do, as long as you get some hot attending, which hopefully Carter Hart is able to provide that for us, it's anyone's game.
0: He can do it. They're so good at home, too, right? Just win one road game, and you got a chance at winning the series. That's all you need. But hey, you said you you're also a Leafs guy growing up and that's a, that's one of the interesting teams in the NHL we like talk about on World Hockey Report just with how how interesting their team is built where they're not built like your typical Stanley Cup championship team and so how how long is it going to take before those guys get over the hump and I mean do you see them actually winning a Stanley Cup or making a legitimate run with the roster they have right now?
1: I think with the roster the Leafs have right now, I, certainly those will be a playoff game, right? Just as they, they do play in the Atlantic. And they, they do have a lot of skill on their roster. Um, as far as making a tan, uh, sorry, as far as far in terms of making a Stanley Cup run, I don't know if they're there yet. I still think that they're maybe a couple pieces away. Um, but you look at their offense, certainly they're, they're there. I mean, they, they score as much as anyone else. Um, again, it's similar to the Flyers a little bit. It comes to goaltending. And they're out back end right now they have Muzzin out. Riley's also out right now, so you have Marinson and Sandy getting called up. Um again, Sandine, I like what he brings to the table. Um Marincin, he's kinda hit or miss. I don't know. I, I think they'll solidify that that back end just a little bit more and it'll be obviously it'll be more um, rewarding once they get Muzzin back in the left they 'cause they're they're missing their their top true at home D man right now. And it shows, right? Um again, but they're they goal setting. Getting back to that, I mean for Frederick Anderson, arguably one of the best goaltenders in the league, you know, and he proves that day in, day in, day out. And you know, when he needs someone to come in for relief, Hutchinson, I'm sorry, he just doesn't cut it. I mean, yes, he as of late he has started to play better, but I mean, you know, he's through three seven to one, and that's just not going to cut it, right? And then, even the wins that he had, he had wins against New Jersey, the Detroit. These are not very good teams, and the New York Islanders, he got shut out. Yet that was only his probably you know, best game all year, right? This is a quality win in two kind of years. In yeah, I mean, honestly, like I don't want to harp on the guy too much, but like, you know, at the start of the year, he did. He he, he had a tough schedule. I mean, he had it base you know against teams like Montreal, Washington, Boston, You all know, those are tough teams to go up against, especially when you're uh, a, a backup goaltender, right? So, but again, yes, you know, he has to be better. Um, but again, with the way that their salary cap is right now, they can't really afford to pick up anyone else. So this is the kind of guy that they have to you know deal with going forward. So he needs to step it up, but even when he is finishing the pipes I mean I don't know how you feel but it seems even the least they don't seem confident playing in front of them
0: at the time so we'll see um, which isn't always a bad I, thing though which isn't always a bad thing if you play with a little bit more desperation because maybe you don't trust the guy as much sometimes the the guys play a little bit harder a little bit more intense yeah I don't know it's an interesting you know, when, one for oh, sure whenever, whenever
1: Anderson's in that you you, you see the, the competitiveness you see the Leafs playing to the caliber that they have that whatever punches is in there, it seems that some nights are not bad, some nights they're still playing hard for him, but then other nights it's like they don't rely on him and they don't trust him to make that big save that they need.
0: Pretty fair. Pretty fair right there. Hey, uh, you know, I, I know that you follow the game obviously. Is there any prospects coming up? Doesn't matter if it's Flyers, Leafs, whoever. Any NHL prospects coming up who you're excited to watch kind of get to that next level?
1: I was very high-end win Flyers. This guy went undrafted, by the way. Phil Myers, diamond in the rough. I love this guy. And, I mean, proven himself, showed all, all the scouts wrong. I mean, look at bit of career he's having right now. He's a great player for the Lehigh really Valley Phantom. Um, another guy who's taking a similar pass to him is a guy, um, he goes by Igor Zemula. And I didn't know about this guy until probably about two or three months ago. And uh, he's starting to make a lot of noise. He started off with the Regina Pass. Now he's the Calgary Hitman. Um, unfortunately, he's out for the rest of the year now. Um, but you look at the, you know, two three years he's had in juniors, phenomenal, phenomenal, great size, moves the puck well, great vision. Um, you look at the World Juniors too; had a great tournament for uh, Russia as well. So that's a guy I'm highly, uh, you know, I think very highly of anyway. And then, again, Flyers didn't have to waste a draft to gun him. So I think he'll, you know, hopefully in the next year or two, he'll be able to slide in that lineup and. Uh, you know, flyers have lots of prospects right now stepping in, you know, obviously you look at Pro Rob, he's been the league for a few years now, he's a mainstay. He's probably arguably the best Flyers D man in, in years, I would say, overall. Then I mean, you look at Travis Stanheim, Shane Gosses there. So now you have all these prospects starting to make a name for themselves. And it's a good problem to have we have all those prospects that so, you know I have to trade for value and stuff like that. So I'm
0: very pleased with him though. The best thing I like about how the Flyers have built their organization is they've built from the back end out which is you can draft a lot of highly skilled forwards and you're going to end up in a situation like the Edmonton Oilers where, for the most part, you're going, damn, now we got to trade some of these forwards for defensemen. And who wants to trade away defensemen nowadays? That's, that's what wins you a Stanley Cup if you look at St. Louis, Washington. I mean, those teams have had great defensive cores, so I, I think it's more than, you know smart of what the Flyers yeah. have done. I mean, hey, we talked a lot of hockey, too. There was some big NFL games yesterday, and I, I, I mean, we do, sh- or we probably should touch on it. It's a Super Bowl of red. Chiefs and 49ers, what was your thoughts on those two games, and you know, what's kind of your your prediction come Super Bowl time? Oh Well,
1: I mean, kudos to Tennessee. I mean, honestly, i bet it against them twice. I almost bet on them a third time, um, but what a run. I mean, going to environment and in Foxborough against New England, get the job done there. You'd be arguably, throughout this season, season the best team NFL in the the Baltimore Ravens against MVP and Lamar Jackson. Take care of them. And then just Patrick Mahomes, man, he's feeling it right now. And I think even though they got to another slow start, Kansas City, it's just they don't need much room. They don't need much time to to score. And they, they showed that against Houston when they scored seven consecutive touchdowns. And set an NFL record for that. So, at first, I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought Tennessee. I thought they're gonna walk away from another one just for how much time they're wasting up the clock. They had a nine-minute drive, and at that point, uh, Kansas City. I think it was mid, midway through the second quarter, and Kansas City, their offensive side, they only saw. I think they only had the ball twice. And I thought, oh man, if, Kansas, if Tennessee keeps this up, it's gonna be a long day for Kansas City. But then. It doesn't need much room. They're a very explosive, dynamic offense that only needs really five, six plays to get in, in the red zone eventually that they get a touchdown. I mean, it's going to be tough to stop. I think the best defense to stop them will be San Fran. They're, they're athletic. They get after it. Um, they're especially in their interior D line. That's going to be key, especially getting to Patrick Mahomes because we show right now he's, he's way better when he's outside the pocket, making plays on his leg. So it'll be interesting.
0: Here's where I would say is. That none of these teams really—they they don't really thrive off home field. I, I guess Kansas City probably does a little bit more than San Fran, but just in general, I, I question how the dynamics going to be played out in Miami, where I, I think Patrick Mahomes is almost going to succeed a little bit more over a Super Bowl environment versus the San Francisco uh. defense. That's where I—that's where I kind of draw the difference maker, and as you said. Mahomes doesn't need the ball that much. They can they can be off the field for 10 15 minutes and he can come out there throw a couple of strikes and boom. I mean, they're in the red zone. As you said, they're they're just such an offensive dangerous threat where to count them out is is crazy, crazy. Hey, what's I mean, we got 3 minutes. What's up for you now? I mean, are you going back to Toronto, Ivan? Did you did you sign another contract?
1: So, technically I am still part team right now, but this past year, I always had a one year deal. So as of February 14th, that's when free agency hits up, and I'll, I'll be a free agent. Okay.
0: okay, so you could be coming to, to the to the land of the cold in Edmonton, back where you were drafted again. No, <laughs> well, we'll start <laughs> some rumors <laughs> on here. But hey, no, Zach, I got to say, I appreciate you coming on the show. You were awesome. We'll definitely bring you on again before playoffs. Hopefully, this time we can talk about Philly being in a playoff spot and looking at the first round or something.
1: Absolutely, man. I look forward to it. And thanks for having me again.
0: Perfect, Zach. Appreciate it. Talk soon. All right. Take care. That's Zach Maderos, our guest on World Hockey Report Live. What a guy. I mean, that's a CFL kicker, punter, great guy, knowledgeable, multiple sports, big flyers guy, big hockey guy. Fun interview. Fun interview. Hopefully you liked it. Hopefully I don't think anyone's too mad that we threw in a little bit of Super Bowl talk. It's obviously something massive going on right now. If you do follow the whole sporting landscape. As I said tonight. Avs by two. If you're using my book. You're going to get plus 450 on that one. And I do like the one on the money line. I just think that they've been playing good. I don't even know if they're going to be able to keep it up. But hey. They're underdogs at home. And anytime you get the home dogs. As Pops says. You ride with them. Coming up tonight. 12 ounce sports on Zingo TV. Some futsal for you. Akron game last night a little bit of issues hey it happens they worked through it six o'clock tonight you want to watch pro futsal zingo tv 12 ounce sports channel 761 that's gonna do it for me be sure to tune in pop dbc 11 to 1 today the prime time angles all the best bets out there you want to tune in you don't want to miss the prime time capper but that's gonna do it. world hockey report done we will announce our guest for Friday on Twitter at WorldHockey RPT. Until then though, take care. See ya. Same time, same place, next weekend. 12 ounce sports. <laughs>